When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Welcome back to a brand new episode of Beautiful and Bothered, everybody. My back is killing me. A little technical difficulties, but we're here. So we have the amazing James Welsh with us today. And he Hi. came on and was like, uh, it's always tech issues. Cut to 10 minutes of tech issues. But we got there. We got and there. And Jesus, this is... Long awaited. Everyone's so excited. How are you, James? I'm good. I always say, like, we're we're creatives. We don't need to know the technical yeah. side. You know, we have other talents. Yes. <laughs> but I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Good, good. Can other than wait. that. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I was great. Yeah. Yeah. I need a drink. Back, yeah, just yeah. back down to Norm- good. Okay-ish. Absolutely. Yeah. Normally on this podcast, we do start drinking around noon. Maybe it's because we're sober. That's why we're having all these problems. Yeah. 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 I think we need drinks. Yes. Let's shot something. Absolutely. Oh my God. Well, we are so excited to have you on. Ever since I talked to Robert, we, uh, your brother, we got along like a house on fire, obviously with the makeup compatibility, mm. but it's funny, the longer we've been doing this podcast and we talk more about skincare and listening to the people that uh, watch us and listen to us there's always so many skincare questions mm. and in my mind there's uh, i have no bigger uh skincare guru than james welsh yeah, so <laughs> so what brought you to youtube and made you want to share all of your kind of skills on youtube and knowledge on youtube and also why skincare yeah it's kind of um very random like i feel like everything i've done in my life just kind of happened <laughs> I mean, like, I never really planned for any of it. I feel like when I started YouTube, it was, we we just kind of had the, um, you know, like all the original beauty gurus were kind of slipping off the platform, like Michelle Phan. Um, nope, she was still around. That's a lie. A few of the original beauty <laughs> gurus um, were kind of slipping away. And I was kind of like getting bored of not being able to watch anything on YouTube. And I was kind of like, I can do that. I thought I could do that. I actually started because I worked for ASOS. Um, you know, the clothing oh. company, the online yes, company. Love ASOS. Yeah. So <laughs> I was a personal shopper for Top Man, then moved over as a stylist for ASOS. And then I would present a lot of their YouTube videos. And during that, Michelle Farn's company, she had um, a talent management kind of multi-channel network at the time called Icon. Um, and they contacted me and was like, would you ever do YouTube away from ASOS? Like my ASOS channel, I was like, yes, I will for Michelle Fun. I'll do anything at the time, you know? <laughs> I was like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. So at the time I was getting asked so many questions about not my clothing, but my skincare. And ASOS wouldn't really let me talk about grooming or skincare or cosmetics on their channel. So I just created my own channel. Um, and it was kind of like comments really just asking about my skin i was like fine i'll talk about it realized i had quite a, a, a history with my own skin and the issues i went through with my own skin but it was really michelle farn's icon network that kind of got me to really do it i guess and take it seriously wow yeah wow that's amazing 
Who would have thought Michelle Fane never? Yeah. And how long ago was that? God, oh my God. This was years ago. So a univer- yeah. I always count after university, I moved to London I want to say like when I was 25. So how old am I now? Nearly nine years ago now. Yeah. But it kind of happened when Michelle Fan kind of just slipped off the face of the internet. Yeah. So I had a really good maybe year with them. um, And then the talent man icon kind of shut down. I was kind of like left to my own devices after that, but it gave me a really good head start into, into the YouTube world. Yeah. Well, we were just talking about Michelle Fon with Ipsy saying mm. that Ipsy just acquired all the other subscription services. So Michelle Fon is doing great. <gasps> She's doing I fine. had no idea. I didn't <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. That I was, was like that. I had no idea that she like founded that company for yes, Ipsy. I yes. had no idea that was even her. I was like, well, good for you, girl. Like, yeah, that's one of the biggest like subscription boxes. Yeah. yeah. And now like they just acquired BoxyCharm a, and all that. Oh my God. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I feel yeah. like she yeah, did they just acquired job. all the other ones. Yeah. Did they do like FabFitFun as well? Have they got that too? Is that they do. I know they did. They just acquired BoxyCharm and two other beauty ones that were a little uh, bit smaller. So now it's like a conglomerate all under Ipsy of like four insane. different things. So yeah. she's killing it. Yeah. I feel like she did a really amazing job at like, obviously, everyone know well did know she owned ipsy but she did a really good job at kind of separating it from her as well so i feel like that's why it's lasted yes. so long you know it's like its own entity so i was going to even say i find this very interesting um coming from the world of sephora i worked there for 10 years and i used everything under the sun there Too how much. long do oh ridiculous <laughs> how long do you use a skincare product before you're like oh, this is it. This is everything. I'm putting this in my routine. Like, I feel like for you, it is like the hunger games to get into your routine for these skincare products. Like, what does it take? And do you like have like a system? I mean, when I first started, absolutely not. I was like, you, I'd use everything and anything. Like when brands send me stuff, I'd be like, oh my God, I'll use it. You know, wherever I I liked it or not. But it really is like its own kind of part-time job. Doing like alongside what I do, making sure I give everything like a, a fair trial. But it depends what it is. Like cleansers, you know, if they cleanse your face like straight away, hydrating toners, depending on its job, you can kind of like give it a week or so. But really it's four weeks to two months I would give, especially actives before I even bother talking about it, if I even want to try it. So I do have like the products I'm talking about now, I probably first started trying four, four to six months ago. So yeah, there's there's a backlog, a, a real backlog of products. Oh. My God. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's I use be... it for three days and I'm like, nope. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. do that too. Like, I feel like once you yeah. do so much, so, you, you know what works for you and what doesn't, right? Yeah. Well, that's got to be crazy from a content creation standpoint because exactly to always be kind of need one foot all that way in the future has to be mm. a lot to plan. We're spoiled with makeup because, I mean, most of it Instant I can put on my hands and I'm like, trash like yeah. i know right away like <laughs> like you know or yeah. then you wear it once or twice but that's about it with the skincare piece too i guess i kind of question if you have a brand deal where do you go from that of like saying yes or no like how do you like navigate that i mean it's become so much easier since i've got management um i think i got management just right at the beginning of covid but 
it's give me four weeks or nothing at all. And you'll find that most yes. brands are absolutely fine with that. The trouble is when it comes to like, oh, we got a launch in two weeks. I'm like, I can't, sorry, like I can't do that. Um, but yeah. luckily a lot of the brand deals I actually do are with brands I already know and love and I've used their products for years. So it's very easy that way. Is when there's like new launches, like when Kim Kardashian launched a skincare, I dropped everything. I went straight into that and gave that four <laughs> weeks, you know? There's like, or when Road yes. was launched, you know, there's certain times where I have to set everything back again and I'll just, you know, make room for this one. It is a full-time job, really. Like I always get comments yeah. like, you know, how do you keep track? It's like, I write it all down. Like I have to write it down and I can't quite yeah. do spreadsheets, but I've got a good word document doing like of, of what's <laughs> yeah, next yeah. and how long everything's <laughs> taken. It's, it's a huge part of my job for sure. And it's so funny because it's uh, even me being more in beauty, I get a lot of skincare and I almost feel like as flooded as the makeup industry is, mm. I get waterboarded with skincare. Yeah. Like it's everyone like, and their mother comes out with, you know, like the buzzwords. And I just watched a video of yours this week where you were talking about exactly that saying, you know, the buzzwords throughout the past couple decades of everything had hyaluronic acid on it. And then we switched to this and that. And I started using, because of you, I've been eyeing it. And I just started using last night, the glow recipe pomegranate serum. <gasps> the I love, I love it. it. Oh my God. Good. I'm glad you like it. It's so good. One use, and I was like, this is something. Like, I could tell yes. right away. Yeah, that's Almost halfway I mean, like, through the bottle, and I'm like... Yeah. I know. That's when I'm like, okay, I'll carry on using it. It's the textures, it's the way, the sensorial experience, everything. Like, and that's why I love Glow Recipe, because they do everything, you know? I was going to say, that even leads me into my next question for you, is that, are there attributes of a product like silicones or dimethicone where you feel something immediately, and you're like, hell no, I'm not putting that on my face not really not really no i think they used to be i used to be very fussy even just reading an ingredient list and i put something down and not really give it a chance but i think the mm. more of the science i've learned behind it behind skincare and skincare formulation the more i've kind of thought okay i've got to give this a chance because dimethicone is a really good example of things i used to avoid because i used to hate the feeling of like um i don't wear a lot of makeup so when i, I when i had dimethicone it felt like i was wearing almost like a primer i feel like there was a something on my face i feel very kind of like but now i've realized that dimethicone and other silicones can be formulated so differently that it's not something I do anymore. I'll, I'll give everything a chance for sure. But yeah, it's something I used to do quite a lot, actually. What I enjoy about watching you is that you do what we speak to exactly those kinds of things that if there is a new kind of fad and people are maybe piling on against a certain ingredient, you do the research where you're like exactly what you just said. There is ways to formulate it. And it's the same in beauty with like uh, talc-free powders and um, kimchi chic beauty. Uh, her setting powder is phenomenal and it had talc in it. And it's to the point now, I think she's getting rid of the powder because of the way people oh. were piling on about it. And she went out of her way to make a video to say mm. it's formulated in a way that you're not getting the negative any negative impact from talc. How do you juggle in your content, especially like what you know to be true and what you love versus always needing to speak to that collective consciousness of the buzzwords everyone's talking to? How do you how do you balance that line? Well, well first of all, I think it's important as an influencer, I don't really have any skincare background as far as education. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a consumer, an educated consumer at the end of the day, right? And I feel yeah. like 
the most the most important thing I can do is direct subscribers to who knows their shit. Oh, can I swear? Is that can I swear? Okay, go right ahead. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I need to direct people to the people who know their stuff. So science educators, toxicologists who actually know, for example, what the issues are with talc. You know, I think um, talc is a really good example because. Netflix launched a documentary about, you know, the the dirty side of beauty and talc was a huge thing that quotes some very old studies and one study that sounds terrifying, you know, in one case that does sound terrifying, but there's so much nuance in that, that it's easier to get views, get attention, sell product by selling fear over science. And I feel like absolutely that, that's one thing I'm, I'm really trying to focus on, but direct subscribers to the right people to do that because they understand why they wouldn't trust me just an influencer, you know? It's also very easy to get the sales and popularity by just slapping the word clean oh on something. Oh. When in, you know, in America, <laughs> clean could mean bleach yeah, yeah. Like, you know what i mean well, like we have yeah. no regulations so what is yeah. clean? bleached flour yeah. 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 Bleached. yeah 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 it can be our, our, our bread is considered candy like, yeah. so what are we so what oh are we God. doing here american Absolutely. bread is so good american bread is so good it tastes like dessert <gasps> Dude, there's so much sugar in it yeah. it's so good <laughs> See, that's hysterical because whenever I go to Europe, like I went to London for the first time and I fell in love last February. And then I just got back from Switzerland and there's certain things like chocolate and everything in Europe is is to die for compared to America because we put so much white shit like and rat poison. Oh, girl, you put (laughs) our candy in the US like a typical Hershey bar. You let that shit sit on the counter for two months and it turns white because all the white sugar comes to the edges mm. and i'll never forget when the first time when i was in london i mean just a regular old kit kat which that's even you know lower on the quality scale yeah, there it's is still well. exponent <laughs> yeah yeah but it's still exponentially better than here because they can't put everything that they can put in it yeah. you know, in the u.s it's frightening i've honestly i've never tasted anything like hershey's chocolate i felt like i had just thrown up the acidic <laughs> like feeling in my throat you know like once you yeah. throw up and you have the acid left in your throat i was like what the fuck yeah. is this compared to cadbury's which is like milky and smooth oh. i'm i'm sorry like i love american food but I we do do chocolate better <laughs> Oh, on the way home from Switzerland, obviously I got really good Swiss chocolate, but then uh, in the airport, I just got like a Jagunda. I don't even know what brand it was. Pretty, no, but <laughs> the crazy thing was it was um, made by Nestle, even though it had a different brand, which is obviously uh, we have in the US, but we ate it and we were joking because I'm oh. like, you can let it melt in your mouth. Yes. If you let American chocolate melt in your mouth, it's almost like candle wax. Because oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there is wax in it like filler all that stuff it's just it's like chocolate is like the eighth ingredient down you're like (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) absolutely they're like chocolate byproduct yeah 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 Yeah, yeah. oh my god um Uh, well skincare yeah, oh yes yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 we do this all the time we go on <laughs> we go on side rants that we get uh we, we have no idea how we even got there i was gonna say too your point of having like the fear in skincare and like selling fear we were just talking about it on one of our last episodes mm. too that i think the whole anti-aging thing really gets under my skin. And I I think it is a lot of fear of like, Oh, you're going to look old. Don't Mm -hmm. look old. Use this. And I think you're, yeah, you're selling the fear like you were Mm -hmm. saying too, which I think is, 
brilliantly put too, because that's all this is. You're, you're taking everybody's insecurities and you're marketing them and saying, fix it with this. And I think it becomes overwhelming for people, especially going into a Sephora, going into a, a makeup or cosmetic store. It's overwhelming looking at everything, claiming to do the same thing. And it's like, where do you even navigate that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think Sephora are a really good example of a, of a company who have like a really odd mix of like good education, but then they also have their clean at Sephora. And within that kind of category, you'll find a whole mix of everything. And there's there's no real reason why this product's considered clean or why that one isn't. There are like banned ingredients that you'll find in clean at Sephora. Do you know what I mean? So it, it, it's, yeah. it's the lack of a definition of clean for me. I like to pick a brand that leads and educate. So with science, like it, it is a science. Formulation is a science. I don't want to know if, you know, when you picked that one berry that's in my product and what a product doesn't do, I want to know what it does do. I don't want to know that it's not going to kill me. It's not going to give me cancer. Like it's not going to do whatever. I want to know what it's going to do for my skin and that it's just effective. And I feel like all these kind of like little clean or um, this free, that free, gluten-free skincare is a thing, which does make sense for a very small amount of people. But, you know, everything that's trying to like simplify the industry or, or make it more accessible or easy to shop. Sorry, it's so hard to explain. So for example, I think people label their products as clean. Sorry, can you hear my dog? Uh, yes, but okay, uh, so. he's more than welcome to <laughs> the door. He's more than welcome to join the pod. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he can use this mic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think these things like clean, which I think their goal is to make the shopping experience easier for people who want a particular type of product, all it doesn't is makes it more difficult. So you walk into Sephora and it's like, well, what what does clean mean? Like, why are my other products dirty? And why is this free from that? But this one isn't, but it's still considered clean. No, it just complicates everything. Yeah. Yes. Well, and they do it in makeup too. We say all the time, like contouring is started as a technique and someone got the brilliant idea to turn it into a product, mm. but the people making those products don't know what contouring is. So they call a bronzer that is warm tone, a contour, and then people buy it. And then they're wondering why it's not contouring them because it's not <laughs> yes. doing what it's supposed to. Yeah. And anti-aging along those lines, when I started to get all of this PR, I agree with you. I almost think skincare needs to be so much more transparent on the packaging, the bottle, what it does, of what ingredients are in there and Mm. what is that ingredient going to do? Because I would get things that would just say anti-aging across Mm -hmm. the front and I'd be like, well, how? What does that mean? (laughs) In what way? Yeah. Yeah. I think anti-aging is is obviously like the original buzzword, right? And when you do look back at a lot of these anti-aging products, like I remember my grandmother would always use Olay. She'd love her Olay anti-aging cream. We'd buy it for like every Christmas. It's hyaluronic acid. That's all it was because it's saying like we, it could, you know, could potentially help plump out your skin, fine lines and wrinkles. And that's just because it has some hydrating plumping ingredients in which you could buy yeah. for two ninety nine from the ordinary, or however much it is now, you know. Yeah. And like you said, so it's drinking water. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So it goes back to selling that fear of like you can mark it up because they say it's anti aging. That's one of the biggest fears we mm-hmm. all have. Well, most people have. So you know, you yeah. pay extra money for that. But I agree with what you said. Is you know, to an extent, I want to know what the key ingredients are and what they actually do. I don't want to see could potentially help with anti-aging or um, has been shown to help with fine lines. I want to know if it's going to work or not and what the ingredient is and what it's been proven to do. I think the consumer are a lot smarter nowadays than brands think. 
Absolutely. And I point out to so many people now shopping in Sephora and I challenge people when there's claims, quote unquote, I love now every single gondola in Sephora will say like it helps the appearance of like fine lines and wrinkles. Yeah. And I'm like, so you're lying to people. (laughs) You are quite literally (laughs) saying it's going to look wet. So you won't see your fine lines and wrinkles. So like, (laughs) like you'll be fine. It'll just fill them in. Yeah. 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 The light's going to reflect off and you won't see anything. It's literally. Exactly. And then it dries down. You're like, yeah. Why do I look haggard? Literally the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's just so, it's such an old fashioned technique of selling. And I feel like we've gone past that. And I think that's why brands like The Ordinary and The Inculus have done so well. Because they do appear to put science first. But you know, but then they glow recipe as well talking about the their peptide product you go on their website and you see really good before and afters because you have to really look for the changes and i know that sounds really stupid but they aren't these like drastic changes that you look at and like suddenly their skin's like smooth with no lines you look and you're like oh my god yeah like the fine lines there have slightly disappeared and you know that they're, they're real realistic before and afters um and again i think glow recipe have that good because they know the consumer is an idiot we can spot filters now we can spot photoshop we can spot different lighting the majority of people i feel can so i'm 31 and it's funny because even in makeup we realized kind of even doing this podcast and with my beauty channel a bigger part of my subscriber base on on both are older people Mm. you know 30 and older and it's funny when we talk about mature skin because you know everyone will say and i'm sure they say to you like you don't have mature skin and it's like we just said the other day we did a whole episode about makeup for mature skin. And it's like mature skin is another term, you know, that is so nuanced in the sense of it's not an age limit or over. Even me at 31, there's lines around here. I have very deep lines in my forehead and it's all kind of about an ideology of your skin. You're trying to correct or Mm. combat with makeup, however the case may be. So I think you can really start a lot younger than people think with maybe upping your skincare to uh, maybe pack a little bit more of a punch. Around what age would you start looking into using ingredients and skincare that does uh, maybe help with, you know, we just ragged on it, but anti-aging. anti-aging. And what are some of your favorite ingredients or things to look out for that you think are really kind of worth your money? I mean, I think we can only really say at the moment sunscreen, retinol, and peptides. Peptides probably being the newest kind of something more than that's just like a buzzworthy ingredient i wish so i'm gonna do this based on what i wish i did (laughs) and my regrets yes um i wish i wore sunscreen from whatever age i started spending more time outside um definitely as a teenager when like um we used to go and like hang out in the park and like all day we'd be there all day and you come back slightly burnt um so sunscreen whenever you can retinol 25 plus, I feel like there's no real need to stress out too much about it. But I remember that when I got to Mm -hmm. 25 and I started getting these fine lines in my forehead, well, 26, 27, I wish I had started retinol a year or so before, you know, just to get my skin into the swing of things. Then peptides is something I feel like everyone can benefit all the time from. But really, I would say it's kind of like a nice retinol, not alternative as such, but for example, 
the way my skin is at the moment, I don't, and I've seen what my grandmother looks like, you know, she's barely got any wrinkles. So I'm not too worried about retinol, but I'll be using peptides yeah. nonstop. So again, I think 25 mm. upwards, definitely start getting into peptides. But um, listen, I'm a huge fan of Botox. I think like, what, let's not like, you know, like, I, I, feel, I know a lot of people, I think it's not like aging gracefully, but I also don't think people should tell yeah. them how to age and what aging gracefully actually is you know it means something different to everyone yeah if you can get botox preventative botox then do it absolutely do it like these two lines we talked about it we just talked about it like (laughs) this week yeah yeah (laughs) it's like we we, we filmed i just i could stop that like five years ago they they could not be there by now but i think you know know. let's let's use all the amazing science around us and that includes botox I know. Oh yeah. We, we, yes, it sure does. Last <laughs> week we filmed like four videos and by the end of the day, we're both like looking in the mirror and we're like, we are haggard. Oh, like we were just like, like, Oh, oh my God. You called the doctor. I was like, like <laughs> put me away. I am used up, yeah. dried out. Oh. Put me in the body bag. I'm yeah. dead. And me with my forehead lines, I always say, I'm like, I would love to do that because I just feel like it's at the point where I almost need that kind of like preventative Botox to yeah. just, really you know pick yeah. up the slack i would like, say it's amazing it is like amazing it's really helped kind of like diminish these fine lines what it's not good for is as a content creator is taking thumbnail pictures because you have no emotions really? like yeah so i have to like photoshop my eyebrows into different <laughs> positions yeah <laughs> if i want to look surprised like it's, it's wearing off now and i'm not going to get it done for a while because i want to experiment a bit more with peptides and stuff like that yeah but like i would have to photoshop my eyebrows into all different types of shapes and just like open my mouth to try and look shocked because you cannot move you cannot move <laughs> so it depends if I'm you want real expressions on that that's amazing <laughs> You know what you got to do when your Botox wears off, wear a green shirt, take a bunch of thumbnails, and then Photoshop new shirts on yourself. That's such yeah, a good idea. Yeah. I would just wear yeah. a plain black t-shirt. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. yeah, just like in a bunch of poses. Like, yeah, like happy, sad, like, annoyed, with your mobility. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We feel some type of way about this, but yeah. I would love to know how you feel. We're bitter. We are bitter. Yeah. <laughs> So with all the celebrity brands and I'm like all the ones that I feel like are forgotten, like Madonna. Mm-hmm. Literally, whenever uh, I talk Madonna, about that, no I mean, one knows. I didn't. No one <laughs> ever no talks about And it's expensive. Mm. Yeah. Oh, MDNA. MDNA. Okay. Yeah. And like her album was like something yeah. very <laughs> along the same line. So Madonna, I mean Fenty, which yeah. who could forget about that? Alicia Keys, Scarlett Johansson now. Road. Oh, road skincare. Yeah. So what do you feel like these brands, some of them do well? And what do you feel like they could be better at? Like, which ones do you think are like cream of the crop? And which ones do you think are a waste? Yeah. Well, I used to have a real issue with celebrity brands. And then I kind of looked into, you know, the kind of people who actually started a lot of the most popular brands around today. None of them are chemists. None of them are dermatologists. None of them. They're all marketing people, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I, yeah. I still do find it hard, however, to look past the celebrity face. Um, but I think one thing, both Rihanna and, oh my God, what's her name? Road? Hailey Bieber. Uh, Hailey Bieber. Hailey Bieber. Yeah. What they've both done really well is they both are genuinely into skincare. And I think that kind of shows through the types of products they're creating. I do feel like Fenty Skin is taking it like a bit of a, but I feel <laughs> yeah, like, agreed. yeah, it, they're, they're kind of going a bit, um, not at that elf is a bad thing, but they, they've gone from kind of like a, a just below luxury higher than like pharmacy to kind of like, 
very Florence fantasy. by Mills. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not, not to name yeah. names, yeah. but Florence by Mills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I think... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on now. It's yeah, true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. She makes skincare well, this for is people why... who don't need skincare, Florence by Mills Blessing. Yes. Her. This is also why we, we on this podcast constantly get par- compared to you and your brother because the amount of comments we get of like you two, James and uh, Robert, are the only ones that like say it. Yeah. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. who cares? Like, <laughs> well, it's true. Not, it's not the mafia. They're like, not going to yeah. come for you. You're fine. We're going to. No. Millie Bobby Brown is going to be outside with a baseball bat. Yeah. 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 But what did Please. You say? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Hayley Bieber, like, you know, whatever you think of her, she has made an amazing brand. Like, I was just talking Ooh. about a video today. I love her lip products. And honestly, she has really influenced the skincare world to start doing peptides again because they were around for a little bit. Yeah. The technology wasn't quite there. And now it's kind of back again. And she's proven it's very popular. Rihanna seems to take a real interest in Fenty. Selena Gomez for Rare. You can see the passion is oh. there. Madonna, like I swear her skincare just sells in Japan now. And it's so, so <laughs> fucking expensive. Like no one even knows it exists. Um, Jarrett, Jarrett yeah. no. did something. He did something. Brad Pitt did something. Grapes. But you can tell, you know, yes. that, then none of them are into it. That's yeah. right. He did. Yeah. Did you see the packaging? No. Oh no. my god. It was like jars with planks of wood on top look of it them. Up. It's awful. Have a look. It's terrible. Yeah. Shocking. What shocking. even? Yeah. I know. And you said this too when we looked at Brad Pitt's like skincare line. You were like, I don't want to look like Brad Pitt. Yes. Yeah. Like, like who... what are you giving me skincare? Or um, what's his name? Courtney Kardashian's husband. Oh, it was him. It was uh Travis Barker. Oh, Travis came Barker. Out oh. Like, you look like a leather handbag. He's yeah. got like a tattoo skincare range, right? Which is pretty much. Like, I think so. Yes. I just cream. Don't. It's just moisturizer. I know. No. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, this Quite is the literally. thing: is even yeah. Jared Leto was like, "Oh, I don't do skincare." He was pretty much just like, I'm just selling this because it kind of became like makeup. I think, especially during lockdown, you know, all our skin influencers kind of boomed in followers and popularity and people were watching our content. We're like, oh my God, where the fuck has this come from? And then all these yeah. skincare brands started churning out skincare, like ColourPop do their collections, you know, like every week it was a new <laughs> thing. And you think one after the other, so they release too much. They yes. need to calm down. <laughs> we say it all the time. I could build a house with ColourPop PR packages. Yeah. And it's all Nickelodeon yeah. and Disney. Yes. 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 <laughs> it's all the same yeah. thing. And I swear there's nothing yeah. new in it. Whenever I'm at Robert's no. and he's got like a new PR thing from them, I'm like, that literally looks exactly the same as the one you opened last week. They need to calm down. They need to calm the, down. Yeah. The new, they just did Sailor Moon part two yes. and it's aggressive and assaulting. I know. Yeah. It's, I need them to stop. Yeah. <laughs> It's too much. <laughs> it's too much. But this is the thing. At least with ColourPop, you can wax some colors on your eyes, do do some makeup and make a nice look and call it a day. With skincare, there is never that need to have so many products or a brand to have so such a huge range of products. You know, it's it's exhausting and you can't ever possibly use that much. And speaking of COVID, because I feel like that's when a lot of people maybe even started investing in mm. their kind of beauty regimen, everything else. Like, can you talk about for yourself, like where the intersection of skincare and self-care is? Like, how how do you feel like taking care of your skin and investing in that? Almost uh, what are the impacts on your just self-esteem and mm. your peace of mind and the whole nine, the yeah. self-care aspects? I mean, it, it's huge, really. I mean... For me, even before I became a content creator, that like 
hour and I do stretch it to an hour in the bathroom is like some of the only time I get away from not thinking about anything other than me for, for one hour, you know, not to say that I'm completely selfless and I'm, you know, such a good person, <laughs> yeah. but you know, like yeah. I fully concentrate on myself. <laughs> I haven't got work on my mind. I haven't got to think like, who do I have to email? Like, who do I have to whatever? It's, it's just my time to touch my face. <laughs> That's really stupid. But you know, like have a look at myself and be like, you know, take, yeah. know that I'm taking care of myself. And I take an hour because I feel like I'm, worth the hour. I feel like my my alone time and concentrating on me, I feel like I'm I'm worth a good amount of time, you know? Um I had to force mm-hmm. myself into doing it. But you know, taking yes. that amount of time for me just lets you re- reconnect with yourself. And whether that's, you know, you you're thinking of your thoughts for the day or you're listening to your favorite podcast or you're watching something that you actually enjoy, you know, you've got that time to kind of reconnect with something you love other than working or whatever day-to-day stuff you have to do. But I also think yeah. a lot of people make comments that it's like a vanity kind of thing. It's purely for vanity and about the way you look. But also who fucking cares? Like if you want to look nice, you want to look nice. Like as long as you're doing it for yourself and you're not doing it because somebody has told you you need to change this about yourself, enjoy pampering yeah. yourself. And it, it, it does help. It gives you confidence, not because of the way you look, but because you feel like you're worth the time you're giving yourself. And I feel like that that gives you the most confidence. That's a great way to put it. You're worth the time. Yeah. to give to yourself. And it's funny because I agree with you. I always remember when I started dating my husband, I would self-tan sometimes and he would say to me very earnestly, he'd be like, you don't have to do that for me. And I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> oh, bless like, you, I'm not. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, God bless you, I'm not. Like, like, I'm, I'm not wasting me. this $45 St. Tropez <laughs> yeah. on you. I'm a better person when I'm tan. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. Just, yes. That's the case. Yeah. But yeah. even still, you're right. I almost think of skincare to me is like, my version of exercising because mm. lord yeah. knows i'm not going to do that I so refuse. i would yeah. rather <laughs> you said uh. yeah, yeah i would rather be winded mm-hmm. walking up the stairs and have good skin yeah and go to the and gym be dripping with low recipe yeah, water yeah. mist yeah yes. exactly yeah i'm fine with a dodgy knee as long as my skin looks healthy <laughs> i'm absolutely fine <laughs> give me a bum knee and no yeah. pores that's all yes yeah that's that's the name of my biography. Yeah, exactly. Above yeah. me and no pores. Yeah. And my God, I was just like binging your videos a couple days ago. Your skin is so good. Glass. Oh, thank I, you. We, I was, we, last night I put one on because my husband was asking me about this. And he said, he was like, is he wearing makeup? I'm like, no. No. I'm like, so mad. But I always say with content creators or people who are kind of like experts in their field or know a lot about it, they always start on... Step two, assuming that the people know step one. And we say, we're like, you know, when we get comments from people, when I started doing this and then when we, uh, Kevin and I started doing this, we'd be like, oh yeah, like people don't know that literally step, you know, 0.05. And you always got to remember you can't jump ahead in a way. And you're very good at always speaking to that uh, beginning step and taking them through the process. What are some of the biggest skincare mistakes? People who aren't consumed with this or don't have the time to do all the research, what are some of the biggest mistakes they may make when building a routine or looking for a new routine? I always say this and it always feels like I'm shooting myself in the foot a little bit, but honestly following an influencer and just copying their routine, I think is one of the biggest mistakes people can make because I I, I don't know about you, but whenever I want to know something, I come straight to YouTube. So I type in, for example, you know how to start a skincare routine. And then you see people's own routines. So people are like, oh my God, I have similar skin. I'll buy 
this 10 step, whatever, and then go from there. And I feel like this is where I think dermatologists and science educators come in very handy when it comes to being influencers. Um, Sometimes they don't, most of the time they do, but they're very good at reminding, like you say, everyone of like step 0.50, you know, all the way up to then one and starting, you know, things you have to reconsider, um, consider, sorry, before you even start a routine. So I think the biggest mistake people make is thinking that they need a lot or they need to copy someone's routine exactly and it's going to work the same way for them. Because I almost feel like we're in an age now where there's a new trend of layering 50 different active acids on yourself that you don't like. And there's been so many claims of people who say like, you know, the minute I just maybe started focusing on one acid for what active acid, active ingredient that I was actually going to target what I did, that's when my skin started to change. Do you see that a lot? Or do you think that's kind of, you know, a little bit of a misconception? No, there's two things I blame for that. In my personal opinion, um, the ordinary, I think whilst they literally change the face of the skincare world and how we consume and, you know, how we price products in our head, they've been amazing at that. But I also feel like they made everyone feel like they need everything. So, you know, you have your 2% this, 4% that, 10%, whatever. And then, you know, your different moisturizers and people went from having, well, not really knowing what serum was to now having eight that they use throughout a week, you know? And I feel like we all became so obsessed with like piling up these products on our face. I did too. I loved it. You know, skincare being a hobby. I was like, yeah, like shove whatever on and see what happens kind of thing. All these brands ruined our skin. Now they're marketing products that can heal our skin to us, you know, which is also great. So like <laughs> yeah. Ordinary's new product, yes. amazing, but they shouldn't have done it to our skin in the first place. Um, but then I also Absolutely. blame TikTok. I blame TikTok for a lot. But I, mm-hmm. the issue with TikTok and when it comes to skincare routines is showing your extravagant collection and the skincare routines with those weird sounds that don't match up, you know, like the swooping and there's a wave for some reason, there's a pop and it's like some weird skincare ASMR. <gasps> there's a wave. Yeah. You know what I mean? And these people have yeah. like the weirdest routines. Yes. That I'm like, <laughs> oh why God. are you even doing that? So I feel like skincare, like makeup, I guess you can say, people want to collect it. People want to collect it because of they see all these influencers like collecting it, basically. You know, I yeah. very rarely show off my skincare collection because I honestly find it embarrassing. I look at it and I'm like, why the fuck do I have all of this? You know, I don't, I need like yeah. maybe five of these products, but it being my job, I, you know, do move on to the next. I donate a lot, but I would never show my collection. I did it once and I'm never going to do it again, you know, because it's, it's embarrassing. Um, so yeah, I kind of blame... I just, I guess like the The overconsumption, the overconsumption, the constant virality of products that aren't viral. They've just launched. How the fuck are they viral? Um, But, you know, each brand trying to chase again, going back to the ordinary, that new ingredient. What's the next interesting ingredient we can come out with? Like we have snail mucin, we're on peptides now. Like what's the next thing that brand's going to come out with that every other brand is going to copy and that we all feel we need, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is the shock value too, especially now. It's like, how can we come out with something that's going to be somehow enticing to the young Younger generations like the ordinary the AHA peel that looks like blood <laughs> and it's like red yeah. dripping down someone's face and it does spark interest for people but I'm like an 11 year old doesn't need to peel off <laughs> their skin yeah. yeah and they're just like look mom they're like look I'm a skeleton yeah I'm like <gasps> like American uh, Horror Story yeah and I'm like oh god yeah. you have no skin left you're 11 yeah. yeah it's so bad it's so funny like I always think back to my old skincare routine when I was their age and I was using clean and clear St. Ives Lush you know what I mean like our mum instilled a really yeah. good kind of
kind of like you've got to cleanse you've got to tone you've got to moisturize kind of into me and yeah. my brother's routines yeah. they weren't the best products but me and my brother did a meet and greet recently um in wales and there were school children in there and they were buying drunk elephant spending 40 quid on one product um charlotte tilbury like they were buying like all these brands that even I look at now and I'm like, I'm not going to spend that amount of money on a product, you know? And it's like, they didn't even yes. need it. The kids know, have no right having skin that amazing, you know? But they're all in there being like, I want to take off a layer of my skin. Do you know what I mean? When it's already perfect because of the age they are, you know? And that's the crazy part is that these kids have beautiful skin. Yes, incredible. Yeah. Incredible. They don't need to touch it. Maybe wear sunscreen, but other than that. But again, I feel like it comes from, you know, Sephora, for example, have their trending now section here in in the uk i don't know if they have it out there and it's Same, just yep. tiktok viral products right and i feel like yeah. especially a lot of people kind of like makeup you know back in the day a brand would launch a collection and they want to show off that they got that palette i feel like creators nowadays and even just people who generally use tiktok just want to create that content with that product that looks kind of cool on camera but don't really think about the real world complications of what it's going to do to their skin, how to use it properly and safely, you know? Exactly. Well, and it's almost like we've talked about it before too, where gone are the days where brands would really work hard on their core line, their hero products, like take a ColourPop, you know? You almost don't even know what their core products are anymore because they've they've made themselves be known as like, the next time a Muppets movie's coming out, you're getting a Muppets palette. Like, yeah. like, so it's like, but what what do you do successfully? Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah. quickly. Yeah. What yeah. do you do that is kind of always going to be there? And I remember, same with my mom, worked for Estee Lauder for years. And it was like back in that day, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, all the brands, it was like this brand did this serum the best, did this moisturizer, this, this. And now it's kind of like, I always wonder what the long long-term strategy is of these brands like they're it seems like they're not even thinking about. i think that's gone yeah i know but i feel like it's so because of tiktok still yeah yeah, yeah. because of tiktok i'm happy to blame tiktok for everything um i feel yeah. like <laughs> yeah i think especially nowadays when people are looking more into like who the brands are you know me and my brother always say like we look at brands like their people would we sit and have dinner with them do we share the same beliefs you know as, as like a company kind of thing and i feel like nowadays that needs to be reinstilled i feel um reinstalled reinstilled back into brands like you know saint eyes they're known for the apricot scrub it's not the nicest mm-hmm. product but they're known for something they have an iconic product exactly. or more infamous product but you yeah. don't get that like say with other brands so you can't build any kind of personal connection with them now which i feel is super important i think i don't know especially yeah. i feel like it is well yeah where's the loyalty where's yeah. the brand loyalty to like if i'm gonna go shop the ordinary, and it's almost the fashion nova of skincare lines. <laughs> where am I like? Where is the loyalty? <laughs> oh, I'm not that yeah. best description. I'm not. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. It's just they're gonna keep pumping out products, and I'm like, girl, you could shut down tomorrow, and nobody, everyone would be over it, and because there's gonna be another brand like the Inkyless, yeah, doing what you're doing, mm-hmm. yeah. Now with me moving, we just did two declutters of all my foundation and my concealers and the, all the powders and whatever. I mean, it was embarrassing. You, you can relate to just how much you keep that you don't need. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I agree because it was like in the beginning of my social media career, you almost feel that pressure of like, OK, I got to go out and buy the brand new thing that's going viral because you have to kind of capitalize on that. Yeah. And I can't tell you how much we ended up getting rid of the Charlotte mm. Tilbury cream bronzer like that was that was quintessential. Yeah, but that was. 
most quintessential like virality at the moment. I just was like almost reflecting back on myself two years ago, going like, "You idiot! Like, why yeah. did you buy it's all like, this?" I, like, I bought I this um, Charlotte Tilbury magic water cream because it was going viral. It's for a trying viral TikTok product. Completely yeah. forgot I had it. Once I used it, I was like, "This I know. is actually really nice." Forgot it, and like you, I was moving my rooms around actually, and I was sorting out some of my skincare. And the amount of products I forgot I had bought because I was like, oh, that bought. was a thing once yeah. bought. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was just like, I forgot. And I shouldn't be doing that with brands. That's like with Glow Recipe. I'm excited to try their products. You know, they're a whole package and I'll buy it. And it'll be straight in my bathroom rather than in the next up drawer, you know, or like the try yeah. this for YouTube yep. drawer. So yeah, it, it's, I, yeah. I kind of miss that, you know, about, about brands. Yeah. Well, it's almost exciting to watch brands like Glow Recipe because it's like, they're still so new in the grand scheme of things that yeah maybe they don't have a hero product yet they're gonna they're yeah. going to like that yeah. is a brand you can oh. say they're going to eventually do something so well mm. because of the energy and expertise and education they put into things mm-hmm. that it's almost just exciting to see them kind of almost yeah. race to that but that is so rare nowadays like of yeah. just because it's it's quantity over quality which yeah. is really sad exactly they're like I, make I never the money now it. or we might not make it yeah yes, yes. and yes. that's exactly yeah. it i was watching the podcast he did with robert obviously it was great <laughs> loved it uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was it that was the comment. yeah like nothing lasts anymore i think it was you that said like you there, there was a, a product that would go viral it'll be viral for years like you it's all you'd have yeah. to hear beauty gurus talking about and now what coodley 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 had coodley had their clay mask and that was pretty viral for surely viral for like a month and now people dip in and out of it, but you know, and I feel like when something gets so pushed like that, it kind of annoys you more than anything nowadays. Like it's yes. rather than because it's just everywhere. I'd rather be like, oh my god, that's truly viral. People truly love that. Obviously, I have nothing more of paid sponsorships or anything like that, but it's just advert saying that this product is viral and then it's gone I know. next month and then they come out with something new that's also viral somehow, you know? There's nothing that you look forward to or you have as like a staple anymore, you know? No, no. No, not at all. Because even with like the Dr. Jart, when the color correcting treatment went viral, I was like, my eyes couldn't have rolled harder in the back of my head. I was like, <laughs> yeah, here we yeah. go. Yeah. Like My favorite thing that Robert said when I interviewed him was that brands are making products for influencers that more it. than they are the consumer. <laughs> I have a philosophy with it, o- almost the chronology of really what's taken all this down or, or, or muddied it all up was, you're right. I've even kind of taken a step back the past couple months from creating content because I was so annoyed and so exhausted of opening my own social media and every video. I was almost like being in an episode of Black Mirror where every yeah. uh, yes. opening was the same. It was like new Charlotte Tilbury blush, new Charlotte Tilbury blush. And it was like, you know, I was waiting for their head to slowly spin around like the exorcist. <laughs> yeah. And, I like and I I was like, oh, like I can't watch it anymore because of that. People are chasing that virality. But what they don't realize is consumers don't care. They're not going to go buy that because you buy that 
there's going to be a new viral blush in six months, and we're all going to forget about this one you're telling us to buy now. So because of that, I feel like consumers in the beauty industry have almost turned more to how entertaining someone is, despite what they're talking about. So even if they are doing that lather, rinse, repeat content, Mm. they just want to watch that person for them. Yeah, I feel like we have nothing to lose. I I always say like, this is kind of like sad to say, but I feel like we are like older influencers. You know, we're not like in our early 20s. We don't really care whose PR lists we're on. We don't really care what this brand thinks of us. And I think the more open and honest you are, brands actually surprisingly really respect that. Like, I know I've been bad-mouthing The Ordinary, but The Ordinary are amazing. I can rip their products to shit. Like, I can literally do a whole video about how I hate every single product. And their PR team will write the nicest email, recommend some more products, and send me those products. Like, they are a brand who genuinely appreciate feedback. And there are other brands who, you know, Fenty, for example, straight off the PR list. I'm I'm not on that. I'm not on Road um, anymore because... Oh, you're not? <laughs> I can't remember why. I think the Selena and something drama. I was like, Team Selena, even though I couldn't give a shit. But I, I do appreciate a brand that you can say the, the worst shit about. And this like, thank you so much for your thoughts. <laughs> the worst thing is like meeting, I remember when Sephora launched here in the UK and every like brand CEOs there and stuff. And everyone, I was like oh my God, I wonder if I talk shit about their brand. I wonder if I talk shit about their brand, you know, like kind of going around the room. I was like, Ugh. yeah, you're getting eyes from Charlotte Tilbury. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. oh my God, I would, she's like, oh, I would to just see you. leave. <laughs> I have many other things to do. <laughs> it's a really tough one to navigate. Cause I think, especially on like going from YouTube to TikTok, you know, on YouTube we're so used to like this long form content and creating this kind of, I, not so much educational, but more in-depth reviews and, you know, having a bit of story behind why we're using that product. So to try and jump onto TikTok and be like, this is this product and here's why you should use it or shouldn't use it. It doesn't feel genuine, even if you are sharing your true thoughts, you know, you feel like you have to act in a certain way, I guess. There's something so admirable about people that do long form because you're invested in your audience and vice versa. Your audience is invested in you. The longevity of long form content from a business perspective is a much better route than short form TikTok. Primarily. Yes. That's why I just really switched and I'm making a lot more long form content because I realized there's very little loyalty on short form and through no fault of their own because they're not building a relationship with you. You're giving them these little nuggets opposed to really looking into your life. And that's the thing. It's like even watching someone like you, you can go back six months and see how that skin issue was Mm. and talking about it and what you use because it's there, you know, Mm. opposed to short form. It's like kind of getting waterboarded with content. We do a game, if you will, or segment on the podcast. We call it Purchase or Pass, where it's all kind of newer stuff or newer launches. Normally with uh, makeup, we'll go on trend mood and see all the new stuff. And really just based on first impressions or what you think. Again, we're psychopaths. Robert could probably do the same thing. You just know you can make an educated (laughs) guess. Yeah. (laughs) So we have a couple uh, products, skincare uh, for you and would love your Purchase or Pass kind of hot take yes okay yeah we went ahead and picked viral skincare products to get like to get the real tea okay (laughs) i'm ready all right so the first one i feel like i think you're gonna like it it's the glow recipe the aha bha toner (gasps) that is not just my favorite glow recipe product but probably one of my favorite products of all time ever 
ever it Agreed. perfectly Love merges yeah. exfoliation it's, with hydration it's like modern not going to tear your skin off kind of exfoliant way i absolutely love it even the texture of it i don't know why the word milky is the only thing popping in my head that's not right but it has a little bit thicker of a i'm gonna feel i yeah. know i'm sorry i think a it's little like, bit of a slip yeah it's like the cactus yeah. water i think it is you know when you crack like an aloe vera and it's got oh, that gooey it's cactus. that but watery gooey oh, yeah <laughs> not any better not milky yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, go out and buy the Glow Recipe Toner. It's, it's milky and gooey. gooey. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We're really selling it here. Okay. All right. And that's purchaser pass. We're done. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to throw up. Okay. So the next thing I have here is the Drunk Elephant Debronzy Drops. No, not for you. Pa- complete pass. I drunk yeah. elephant have terrible customer service, and it's always stuck for me. They also, do you know really? the drama about drunk elephant? Can you share? Google Hiram drunk elephant. He breaks the whole story down. But they basically like badmouth the the influencers who made them big. That's all I'll oh, say for now. So I pass have on that. Never one. heard that before. Oh, I'm a, gonna have to thing. look into that. That yeah. is shocking. Another episode. We made that. Oh, yeah. we're yeah, gonna be yeah, breaking yeah. that down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless you go actively looking for it, I feel like with the kind of people we are, I feel like I miss so much. I know. Like that's why with, I had to start watching drama channels because I was talking about brands and influence who I didn't know were problematic, and people were like, oh my god, I can't believe you're talking about them. I was like, oh my god, why? What's happened? So I had to start watching drama channels. Well, I'll never forget, and I don't know if I've ever shared this. I feel like everyone listening will really like this story. I'm so living under a rock. When I launched this podcast, it premiered January 16th of this year. So the first episode was Michaela Najera. So cut to the second episode was another uh, big beauty influencer, Aaron Dugan Yurchak. And Aaron reaches out to me and is like, because I posted a short basically talking where Aaron was speaking to how, you know, she has no reason to lie. And she's like, I think we have to almost embrace like the honesty and the beauty community because she said she's like i'm a mother i don't care i'm gonna be honest yeah and i didn't realize that mascara gate happened three days after the episode with michaela came out and i had no idea so aaron texts me something about mascara and lashes i'm panicking thinking i like made her look bad in the podcast and i'm like what the hell are you talking about and she's like do you live under a rock she's like it's been happening for two days and i had no idea so that's when i learned i was like oh shit like i gotta like stay up up to speed 100 percent. you're like in your you're like a hermit crab i know you put your shell on you're like nope just editing this video goodbye yeah me and robert kind of had the opposite we felt like we've we've cursed guests that come onto our podcast because the first one first (laughs) guest we have had was illuminati and then literally like a week later, something happened. Then more recently, the bigger controversy has happened. And then we had another two guests um, on our podcast. who I won't say, because I don't want to throw names out there. But a week later, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like we had them on separately. But a week later, they got into this big kind of tiff that became a drama and like i felt we kind of felt like every guest that came on got into like a drama in the next week so we're like let's just not yeah. have guests anymore we'll just let everyone be and leave them to get on with yes. their normal lives <laughs> well we're yeah, gonna yeah. end this episode and johnny and i are gonna get into a fist fight <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah in a week's time <laughs> yeah yeah totally yeah. <laughs> totally oh my, oh my god. god that what, is so funny yeah what's your next uh, um the next one ordinary hyaluronic acid I'm going to pass because although it's like a real icon, everyone does a mm-hmm. hyaluronic acid serum nowadays. And formulation wise, the ordinary one is gloopy, gooey, yeah. milky. Oh, talk about goopy, <laughs> ooky, dooky, spooky, mm. gooey. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's, God, that is gross. Like yeah. You can't put anything on top of it either because it just like starts pilling away and slipping it off your face. Up. Yeah. 
Yeah. I've never used anything that was as slippery yet sticky at the same time. Yes. I don't know how that happens. Yes. But snail yeah. secretion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, the, the snail s- mucin. Yes. Right. What, could, okay. Could you, I know nothing about this. That's on here too. So let's just do it. Oh, up. perfect. Okay. okay. Cause I would love to know why you mentioned it in a video kind of talking about it in the ingredients. I know nothing about it. What is it? And like, what's the, what's that situation? Okay. So I'll tell you how brands say they get the snail mucin. So they allow snails to kind of like roam free on netting and they take all their secretion. <laughs> the best word oh, to use. I, well, okay. Okay. <laughs> And then they formulate that into products. For me, really, there's a lot of claims about what it can do. Really, it's just a really nicely moisturizing, hydrating ingredient. Doesn't help with pigmentation. A lot of people say it helps even skin tone. It doesn't. But it's it's got like skin restorative properties. It's a nice all-rounder kind of ingredient. Yeah, because I knew it was in the It Cosmetics, the the CC cream. It's like in there. Oh, okay. I can't stop envisioning somebody that that's their job. I can imagine them in like a white... (laughs) Like a beekeeper, beekeeper outfit. <laughs> yes. yes, you're reading my mind yeah. and just scraping snail secretion off of a net. I feel oh, like wow. yeah. I'm just like unless we're showing wow. another way. That's what brands are saying, and I feel like that's literally it. So there's this whole thing whether like snail secretion is vegan or not. Well, cruelty free. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, oh. So I don't know, but I love it as as a nice everyday beneficial yeah. ingredient for sure. So I'll purchase a cosmetic. And is it one. more of like a serum, or is it because I know it's called like an essence or the the essence? Yeah. So essence and serum are kind of interchangeable nowadays. But you get it like okay. moisturizers and cleansers. In the cleanser, it's good at not drying out your skin. In the moisturizer, again, it adds that kind of like um nice hydrating also kind of like plumpness to the skin it's nice, nice. it's nice i want to try it now. i know now i want to try it, it. Yeah, don't yeah. buy it from tiktok shop or amazon though you'll get a fake get it from like yes style okay yes style yeah. okay Perfect. all right so next up i have the inkyless caffeine eye cream i'm gonna pass on this one because Agreed. i just don't like it <laughs> basically <laughs> i just <laughs> I don't like the texture. I don't like the way it feels under my eyes. (laughs) The way you delivered that was as though you try to almost skirt around why. And then it was so truncated. You know what? I'm going to have. Yeah, because I don't like it. I always feel like I need to give like a fair review of a product. But some products are just not nice to use. And for me, the formulation, it felt thick. Almost drying in some ways yes. as well. I bought that because it was viral. Like everyone was raving about it as like a makeup artist before when you're doing uh, like, and I used it a lot for bridal yeah. and I used, I went through a whole tube and I was like, this ain't doing anything. Like I just <laughs> felt like it was very, it, like you can tell the difference, especially makeup right mm. at like with concealer and oh, the whole nine. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I didn't think it was really all that worth the virality. Yeah. Oh my God. And then one of my last products that I have is the Charlotte Tilbury Magic Cream. So let me preface this by saying <laughs> I understand the want for luxury skincare, right? I understand that people have some money. They want to buy something bougie. I, I feel like there is a space for luxury skincare, luxury makeup, whatever. I I don't understand charging so, <laughs> so much money for something so average. Yes, I have agreed. found like I'm not a huge believer in dupes. Like I don't think you can just dupe something because it's got the same ingredients or the same kind of names. But I have found so many similar moisturizers that are so much more beneficial and cheaper. And I feel that's one thing I struggle with Charlotte Tilbury in particular. Mm-hmm. Robert posted a video of like revolution comparing the makeup and he's like, they even dupe like Charlotte Tilbury skincare, which I agree with you that you can't dupe the skincare, but there's probably something out there that does similar things, if not better. Yeah. And 
a fraction of the price point. That's not a hundred dollars for a moisturizer. That's nothing special. Yeah, I literally yeah. filmed today. Where is it? Oh, I, I've taken it out of the room. But there was a product, same cost as her, her water cream, more than triple the size of it for not not even quarter of the price that does a better job at that and all the claims it claims to do. So I, I just don't understand like Augustina Bader, Bader, I love their products. Oh, like yes. I, part of me doesn't want to understand why they're so expensive, but the formulations feel luxurious, right? Charlotte Tilbury that just kind of cream misses is that. everything. It's so good. I hate that. I love it. But it's, <laughs> it's so wrong. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Charlotte Tilbury kind of misses that mark for me in general. Agreed. I'm listening to the two of you and I'm like saying in my own head, I'm like, oh, we need to remember this as though we're not recording it. Like, as oh, though yeah. we're not. Like, <laughs> You're like writing yeah. it down. You I'm watch like it watching you two. Like it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, listening to this and I'm like, oh, I got to remember that. And so I'm not going to edit this. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Okay, what, yeah. Oh my God, I'm fried. What's what your, uh, our last purchase? Okay, and so then the last one is the Polish Choice Liquid Exfoliant. Oh, purchase. Okay. 100%. The BHA, the gray one, yes. right? Yeah. Love it. it. It's just, yep, the yeah. Gray one. yeah, it's just honestly the most perfect BHA I think you're ever going to use. It has everything that needs to exfoliate your skin but gently then everything to help soothe it after so 100% purchase it's always worth the money for sure it should be everyone's first I feel so shame. validated right yeah. now yeah. because I'm like coming from you I'm like okay everything that I hated he hates too yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say I could do this forever because anything like James Welsh tells me to buy in my bedroom on my laptop I'm gonna go out we're leaving <laughs> oh, right I'm after going this. home and yeah. I'm throwing yeah. away my skincare we're like, going right now to get all this yeah um, and I'm excited because honestly it was funny I just got road skin care sent to me and i was like okay like i didn't even really know whether i should dive into it are there some standouts from road if you got their i think it's called glazing milk is so nice like really really nice there are like cheaper like i would say korean yeah. k-beauty what is it called glazing milk i want to say i might got that wrong yeah. no I, what no. are these names <laughs> yeah i know yeah, it's not. It's not oh, yeah. the best name. And the, yeah. the photos were very suggestive. Like they're, pr- it's like her <gasps> with the milk, like yeah, over her. Yeah, she looked okay. great. Oh, um, so milk- this yeah. was purposeful. It yeah. was planned. Milky, oh, it right. was planned. Yeah. Yeah. milky goopy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 XXX. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and <laughs> the lip products are incredible. Like definitely use okay. the lip products. Yeah. Oh, I gotta try road skincare now. I know. Do it. I, I oh think like God. they're they're decent, but they do have two yeah. standouts. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Anything else on your mind? Oh my god! I yeah. just feel like I, I could talk to you forever. I could talk to you forever. I, know. I feel like we yeah. covered so much though at the same time. We could be everywhere. I know. So amazing. Uh, yeah, we literally went everywhere, <laughs> yeah. all the way to Swiss chocolate. So <laughs> this was absolutely incredible. Like I said, I, we could talk to you forever. I cannot tell you how excited everyone that listens and watches this podcast is that you're on. They've mm. kind of guessed the past yes. couple of weeks, but yes. um, for taking the time with all our tech issues, and you are a dream, and we cannot thank you enough. Yes, thank you so so much for coming on. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. This is the first interview I've done for a while. So I felt a bit rusty, but it was so much fun. I'm, I'm glad we got to cover so many topics. And it's nice to see like other people within like the influencer industry kind of have the same thoughts and opinions and feelings. You know, you kind of feel like less yes. alone in your hatred for TikTok. Oh, <laughs> of course. Well, that's what that's how I felt after Robert because we and yeah. again we say it, but I feel like it is an age thing because it I think is, yeah. we said we were like we we want to start a support group for uh, older, older social influencers. Uh, influencers. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah. 
just like you know you don't need to do that put us like, in a room to complain like, for like an hour that would be oh, totally totally we should yeah. do that yeah <laughs> absolutely thank you so much this was a dream and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day thank you bye 